a goose cannot get goosebumps. Welcome to Two Thirds Focused. I'm Rasmus. And I'm Red. And I didn't interrupt you. Yeah. Yeah, this was very unusual. I, I'm not sure how to deal with this. Yeah, I saw that Red was drinking and I thought if I do a stupid joke now, it's probably yeah. he's going to suffocate, you're going to be angry, and yeah. it's going to be a short episode. <laughs> <laughs> or it will be the best one yet. 101, guys. Yep. Yeah, well, yeah, we celebrated last week. Come yeah, on, but move still, on. no, last, last week was the 100th episode. And, and yeah, we celebrated 100th episode I, last I week. Know. I even got and myself some we, black we start, dots. Yeah, and we are starting the season two or whatever. So, well done, us. Yeah. Yes, Jan, please go start. You start. Tell us about your new ink. Um, my um, Dalmatian dots. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I went and got a tattoo yesterday. Took half a day off, um, got some ink. Yeah, long planned. Was nice. Didn't expect it to last for f like or take five hours. Yeah, it's a long time ago. <laughs> so I'm st still a little bit, yeah, exhausted by it. The funny thing is just like as soon as they stop tattooing, I mean, everybody who has tattoos probably knows that. Like the pain's basically gone. Mm -hmm. Excuse me, there's a little bit of stretching of the skin, but other than that, it's absolutely fine. Um, but it just takes the energy out of you. So, um, you have nothing on your arm, actually. You don't have a cream or, or, or nothing to wrap no, it, your... Also, tell us ink. what is, it is. Yeah, so first of all, read to your answer, like, no, not at the moment, because I just took off the saran wrap. Okay. I mean, every tattoo artist is going to tell you something different about, like, how to treat it and how to do it. Mm. Um, mine told me to just basically keep the foil on yesterday. When I got home yesterday, I took it off. I cleaned it. Mm -hmm. um, I used some normal like uh how do you call it like a medical cream mm -hmm. for it and then just wrapped it again so i won't mess up the whole bed okay and mm. um basically cleaned it again this morning changed it and then kept it underneath the shirt and um also i'm gonna put some cream on today and i'm supposed to like i think have it on for night two days but i'm only gonna have it for tonight and tomorrow i'm just gonna take it off and okay. let some air to it because then it heals faster yeah and what is it? It is some motive of Esslingen because it's the second band I have on my wrist. And I started uh, with the first tattoo in Thailand with some Thai motives on it. Not the religious one, just kind of like, uh, I mean, out of a temple, but just artist-wise. Mm -hmm. And um, I want to have bands from all the countries that mean something to me or the cities. And this one is for Esslingen. And I took the motives out of uh, one of the churches, uh, which is next to my house. Mm -hmm. nice. because they have some nice designs and in medieval times the people with the most money were churches <laughs> or religions uh, so they could afford the best artists so i went in there and i got some nice pictures of some wild wine and um, also some like gothic motives and uh, gave that to my tattoo artist also a local guy mm -hmm. um he, he's been like oh, i mean he's he's not been doing it for that long i think only like 30 years Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, oh, so he's yeah. like old school. Yeah. And uh, he loved the idea and said he wanted to do it. So, yeah, yesterday I got the tattoo. Very cool. But may, may I just ask, because mm -hmm. the tattoo looks like it has kind of the same relief feel mm -hmm. as a lot of stone carving does. So is it like from stonework on the church? It's all, it's all from the stone floor um, of the altar and also of the uh, floor around the altar. 
which also shows how much Esslingen is a wine country or like inside a <laughs> wine country if the yeah. floor around the altar has grapes on it. <laughs> nice. I mean, that I guess that just means you have really good altar wine. Uh, it's, it's a Protestant church. Ah, same difference. Yeah, they, they do the drinking before and after and the Catholic do it, uh, do it during. The, oh uh, right, okay, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> That's a difference. <laughs> yeah, no, but I'm, I'm happy with it. Uh, looks really cool. Can't wait for it to um, heal off. So, but I'm a little bit tired now. Mm, bad. How about you, Red? Uh, same, same. Just exhausted. No new tattoo or anything. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to ask. Oh, cool. What's your tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just been a long week of. Uh, work, uh, reorganization of the house, cleaning, um, teaching of uh, Japanese and math to my kid, uh, insomnia and so movies and TV shows. So, so your kid is sort of finally learning Japanese in sort of formalized way? Uh, yeah, now he is, we, we started the lessons um, cool. three or four days ago. And wow, we are doing nice. one hour of class uh, every day, one hour of Japanese, one hour of math, uh, because he, he just said that he wanted to learn Japanese. So we, we started that. Damn. Uh, so that's really cool to to teach the kid uh, something that I, I love that much. Um, Damn. I mean, considering his young brain, I mean, he'll he'll catch um, up to me in just a matter of weeks. <laughs> no, we are, we, the, the, the program is very different. The, the, the pace that we are using is very different because it, you have to adapt um, the way you teach to who you are teaching to. And mm. of course, a kid, a kid will learn way uh, more easily and quickly than an adult will but it also have to make sense for his brain because he doesn't have all yeah. the knowledge that you have about any language or grammar or whatever so you have to adapt the way you teach so it's more like a a, a game we're we doing that uh, much more as a right. game at the moment um with a story of a teacher teaching kids uh, so he, he he can follow the story and and just uh uh, learn a few things, uh, but yeah, in four days he's learned uh, 16, 16 hiragana on the forty-six oh. that he has to learn, so the thirty remaining. Uh, that yeah. will be done by the end of the next week, I believe. Yeah, and rest. Right. Don't be too hard on yourself. I mean, um, you. I think you're gonna like keep being in front of it. As you being almost the same age as Red Sun, <laughs> uh, almost. Oh fucking hell! You're tired. That took a long time for that joke to come yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? That kind of like was fighting itself to the surface. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm incredibly slow today, and it's kind of pissing me off. Like not not just language-wise right now. Like even today, I was on the phone with customers, and I'm like, yeah, I'm starting to miss words. Like um, oh, I wow. should probably take a nap or something. Quick question. And before we go back to me, uh, is is that because of the the tattoo, or is is it something that because like you're fucking Not, busy at, at work? Is it the heat? Is it lack of sleep? No, the, the heat the heat is basically gone. Um, sleep could be a little bit more. Um, yeah, work and the weather's been exhausting. I think it's because it's cooling down. It starts raining. It's kind of the how do you call it when when you get tired at the beginning of the year. It's kind of like setting in right now, okay. but also it's been just a freaking exhausting um, work week. 
there's just been a ton of stuff. There's a ton of stuff on my mind. I don't sleep well because of oh, it. Oh, please just, let like, me normal. tell you about a ton of stuff. <laughs> Excuse me? Yeah, soon, soon. <laughs> let, let me... Okay, okay, never mind, never mind. Go on, John. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no. Talking about a ton of stuff, that is actually quite a good segue. Sorry, it takes so, a while. I thought so, but... <laughs> well, go, go on. So how was your week, Raz? Uh, I have now officially moved shop. Yeah, congrats. Uh, I, I I did the whole thing of just for shits and giggles. I weighed nearly all of the pallets, okay. and they, that clocked in at four and a half tons. Oh wow! It's more than last time. Which is probably yeah. <laughs> uh, Double like, the stuff and half of the helpers. Yay! That is, hold on, hold on. <laughs> so uh, I weighed all the pallets. That turned out uh, not all of the pallets even. I've weighed. All the pallets I've done packing, and then there was a few things more that we managed to get onto the track. Mm-hmm. So I think we moved between five and a half and six tons yeah. of materials and stuff. Because also, uh, I mean, the um, the lengths of st- uh, materials of steel were outside of all of this. So the six meter lengths and the offcuts and all of that, uh, that was not part of those four and a half tons. So yeah, a lot of stuff. But it was also an interesting ordeal. Luckily, and absolutely a blessing, was that Stian could uh, come and help me out for the whole day. Which was fantastic, because I might have managed on my own, but it would not have been as pleasant. Yeah, for sure. Or so easygoing. Yeah, Yeah, you forgot to mention to say it was fantastic for you, not for Stian. (laughs) I I gave him food. That should help, right? (laughs) Keep him from collapsing. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, hopefully. Uh, no, so we, um, we I got a crane coming in and a crane that also showed up three hours late because they forgot they were supposed to show up. Oh, they had lost course. my conversation, my order with them to show up and all of that. Yeah. Uh, luckily, the guy who finally showed up, he was like really pleasant and easygoing and nice to deal with. Mm-hmm. Uh, like proper old school trucker kind of guy, but like just jolly and easygoing. Absolutely. Like unflappable study easy going all the way through but he did not rush anything <laughs> they never do no but, and also like yeah they are paid a lot they're paid by the hour but and also like i don't want him to break anything i want things to be get done proper uh but he showed up with a with a truck and a trailer for the truck nice because I have that amount of stuff that we figured out, yeah, that's probably better. But because of how like crooked and narrow the old workshop area is, uh, so the, there's an access road, and then you sort of can do a U-turn mm-hmm. to get back into the building. Mm-hmm. And one goes to the wood shop, and one goes down another step down to um, the metal shop. Okay. And he couldn't get his trailer down in front of the wood shop so he could be close to the metal shop and pick everything up from outside of there. Mm-hmm. So he left the trailer on the road above, blocking everything on that tiny... I mean, it's it's not an access road to anything other than the, the one building, but of course, some people got a little annoyed after a couple of hours. Uh, so he left the trailer up there and then he like takes his uh, uh, the, the crane down to the halfway step and then he can start to pick up the materials and all that from downstairs. But because of how narrow this space is, he couldn't get the legs of the trailer out mm-hmm. wide enough. So he couldn't pick up the pallets of stuff that would weigh like six, seven hundred kilos each from outside the metal shop. So we had to take them into the elevator and up to one floor and then out the metal shop. Wow, fun. 
yeah, so there was a lot of like pallet dancing and stropping things and repackaging things so they fit inside of the, the elevator and all of that. Like it, it went surprisingly well by all means. And it's an absolute blessing to not have to actually manhandle anything for a long distance. It's more like just picking it up and putting it on that pallet mm -hmm. and then just wiggling it about and then strapping it down. But of course, when we got to, uh, to the shop, the new shop on the other side of Oslo, uh, I had a small hope that maybe it was just about large enough of an area that he could get a crane and sort of wiggle the pallets inside of the shop door. Yeah. But he couldn't. But no, yeah. Yeah. So he just had to stack them up outside and me and Stian were just like m taking each pallet, sort of repackaging them inside, using the pallet jack to move things out of the way and in and around. So by the time he finished unloading all of the pallets from the trailer and, uh, and the trailer and the trailer hanger, uh, we had like four pallets left to unpack and get into the shop. Not much. And that was, we did 11 pallets in total of yeah. tools. You did really well. I've seen the story on Instagram and it was like, I, yeah. I'm very surprised, um, not of your efficiency, but the, the how quickly it was done. Because at the end of the day, everything was in the shop and more or less in order. So it was really nice oh, to see. not in order at all. No, not in order, but everything, <laughs> no, but it was not a pile of shit in the middle of the shop. That's what I mean. Yes. It was all... Yeah, no, I, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. I can still walk around the whole shop. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. The, the weird part. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I didn't have time to like watch all the story. I think I watched like the first two blips of it, and then I had another call coming in, and I just like, ah, didn't yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll make sure they are in the highlights uh, after we finish recording. Uh, because yeah, it, it's I, I didn't have time to film a lot of it, but yeah, I mean, we we started half past eight and we finished half past seven or something. Yeah. So 11 hours, but we also included the trailer being three hours delayed. So yeah, I think we did really good. Of course, now I, I spent the day after like starting to get things more and more organized and just putting things into shelves and figuring out where I want things proper and all of that. Uh, and also I started to uh, lift the anvils up on their stands and do all of that juggling, which is also fun. Yeah, always. But today I... I had to spend doing office work and catching up a lot of the shit that I have neglected for the last week and a half because I've been busy packing things down and stressing about and all of it. Uh, oh, but I did finish making the second gate I was supposed to nice. this weekend as well. Cool. You did the most important thing this week is move to move shop and you did that and you did that well. So you, you, you can be happy with your week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's just now I need to do all the other things that comes with moving shop, like yeah. buying in more supplies and getting equipment sorted, making a t steel rack out the back of the forge, mm -hmm. and all of the things. It's uh, just part of the fun of doing business. Yeah. But it's not terrible. I did also order a new gas forge today. <laughs> nice. Are you trying to offset your anvils? <laughs> Maybe. No, I, I, I am building a proper ribbon burner, but the two other forges I have isn't really good enough, I feel, to be doing classes out of. So I bought just a two-burner, two two-door burner uh, forge out of Devil Forge. Yeah. So nice, cheap, simple thing. Just also, like, if I can't finish the, um, the ribbon burner in time for the class now... Then I have a spare forge coming in and we can do that. We can have six students working out of the forges I have with that one. Mm -hmm. And worst case, uh, all the way around, if that doesn't show up and I manage to finish the ribbon burner, 
I can use the other forges and we can get things going anyway. Mm -hmm. But it's just like, this is an extra level of, I would just say, security, redundancy in the system of all of this. Um, so I figured that would be nice and sort of as quote unquote a cheap insurance to have those that extra forge in there. Yeah, yeah. I did contemplate buying the tree burner one, but I realized that would just be silly because the ribbon burner would be stupidly big enough. Oh, you're gonna use it for a while and then you're gonna decide that you should have gotten the three one and you're gonna buy it anyway. Yeah, maybe, but uh, I'll, I'll I'll burn that bridge when I get to it. <laughs> No pun intended. Yes. <laughs> oh, great. But it's... Well, I mean, that sounds easy. Oh, there, there we go. <clears throat> That's the segue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, not that slow. I mean, it only took three seconds, but you can edit it out. We won't. Well, yeah, we'll... We'll, we'll see. Maybe. Well, are you still editing? No, you are. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I had this... I mean, not related to the move now. I think I had this thought a while back. Just sort of a little bit around the whole concept of what is supposed to be easy and what's supposed to be hard. Mm -hmm. And it's it's an old trope, especially uh, from the Apollo program and JFK saying, like, we don't do this because it's easy. We do it because it's hard. Some of the enjoyment in what we do is overcoming something difficult and having done it despite it being difficult. Mm -hmm. And also like how much more enjoyable something is if you have struggled to complete it. Yeah. But I, I don't know like how that relates to you. Uh, I mean, Jan, is it hard to get a tattoo in that respect? Not just painful. Yeah, but then could it be difficult to get through that experience when you are five hours getting stabbed with needles? <laughs> yeah i mean the, the the question is about well when you said to me because you said it's like well your first sentence was life is supposed to be easy and that's kind of where my thought was coming from because in a certain way it is like we're incredible lucky that we are like in a place of the world where life can be easy it's just that we like to make it hard for ourselves yeah. yeah it's like a baseline that is easy and then we just build on top of it and just make our lives miserable being it being stabbed by needles for four to five <laughs> hours or uh, moving a workshop or because you don't have to this is stuff we choose to do it's self-inflicted all exactly if we would all really concentrate on um life is supposed to be easy we could have it pretty easy because we have a kind of functional social system there's a lot of people that are taken advantage of that but also people that are just contempt with like a baseline of what they do and for them life can be incredibly easy i have friends that like they don't have the thrive to put it that way because they're absolutely contempt in the position they are and i am sometimes i'm really jealous of them mm -hmm. i could not lead the same life i would go crazy within a week yeah and I think this is like what, but this is something I'm, I'm just going to say it like, I think this for most of the maker community, it's that way. We don't like easy. We like to challenge ourselves, like each of us. Red, what do you think? I think it depends really, it really depends on the, the, which aspect of life we are referring to. 
um, as Jan said, we are incredibly lucky to be living in a part of the world where life is not a constant struggle just to have like uh, water or food or healthcare or whatever. Uh, it could be a lot, a lot um, more difficult to just stay alive. So in that sense, we are incredibly lucky and, and life uh, is easy. Uh, 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 <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> yeah, I confirm you're tired. Um, <laughs> but there, there are some aspects of life that are probably uh, meant to be difficult, like the challenge of doing stuff, like you said, in the maker community. And some stuff are absolutely not meant to be difficult and if you're having trouble with those aspects of life it's dif if it's difficult for you it's probably because you are doing something wrong or, or made uh, wrong choices in your life um, I mean let, let if, if take a few examples like education mm -hmm. some people are, are struggling with education and it's very difficult for them to learn stuff okay so if you are choosing to learn something with a teacher not, I'm not talking about the educational system and like going to school but if you are trying to learn something and it's constant struggle for you to learn the thing that you want to learn with the teacher that you have chosen maybe it's because it, it, the blame is probably on you at the very very beginning because you have chosen the wrong teacher for you for your style for your way of learning stuff but you can change that i mean if you are in a position where you actually can't choose yeah, yeah I mean, of a course teacher. yeah yeah uh, and and if you change teacher and something is still difficult because maybe the way you approach the skills that you want to master or learn is not the right one so you need more counsel and your advice from the teacher or from friends or from people who have done the same thing so that in that way it's on you um, when I was thinking about the topic before we, we started recording I was uh, also thinking of um, my life what was difficult in my life um, in the past 47 years um, and I, I didn't find that many stuff that were difficult some were, were uh, painful some, some were um, time consuming somewhere mm. um, a struggle with myself because I chose to like making stuff for a living it's a it's a struggle with yourself it's to, like you have to be creative you have to go to work you have to to do whatever you have decided to do and you have to, you need discipline and so it can be difficult in that sense but like it's not it's not always to be supposed to be hard like I was thinking about my wedding, my relationship with my, with my wife compared to my exes that I had previously. Yes. Fuck, it was so easy with my wife. It's because it's not supposed to be difficult. If you are in a love relationship and it's difficult, you have the wrong one. It's supposed to be easy. If it's a constant yeah. struggle, you're, you're doomed for the rest of your life. I, I would contest that a little bit though. Um, because it shouldn't be only easy. If you never have a single argument and a single disagreement, one of you is holding back their opinion a lot. No, no, sure. I haven't said that. I, no, no, I no. Just uh, yeah, I know. It, I know. It's I'm just supposed I'm, to be easy. Just, yeah, yeah, sure. I'm just building on it. <clears throat> yeah. uh, I, I think also when it comes to any kind of relationship, you kind of need to go through 
some kind of challenge. It doesn't need to be an ultimatum and a test of the relationship in itself, but some kind of challenge, some kind of disagreement mm-hmm. that just proves that you are able to communicate and disagree about something and still be honest and friends. Sure, my point exactly. If you can communicate yeah. with someone, it's because it's easy. If you are in a relationship like you see on TV drama or, or in the movies with oh, yeah. Yeah. slamming doors and throwing away plates and a lot of crying and a lot of, oh, yeah, I will never forget you, but I have to leave because, eh, fuck you, yeah. it's not the right one. You're, you're make, making a big mistake. I mean, it's... Uh, it's so, sorry, but at that point, we're also approaching how uh, a conversation all about how terrible a lot of relationships are in movies yeah especially especially a lot of rom-coms and, and romantic movies yeah because they want to put some excitement in a relationship and and where there is none i mean again i i met my wife it was obvious for me it was apparently obvious for her i i never said we all we agree all the time about everything but we communicate we discuss mm. things and we we find an agreement and and that's life. And if it's a struggle, if you hate the people that you love, man, <laughs> run or and same way around. I mean, I had that yeah. kind of relationship. And and it's, 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 it's Hollywood though. I mean, it's like nothing, there's nothing making a other couple feel better about themselves than showing them like the worst possible yeah, I, I, yeah. Just like, well, you think we're fucked up? Like, look at them. They're worse. So yeah. we're doing yeah, good. Yeah, <laughs> I absolutely agree with you. But the problem is that I, I, I know people that are taking what they saw in movies and in TV show as an example to lead their relationship. Oh, yeah. They want as much excitement as they saw in the fucking movie in their life. So they are creating dramas and, and, and problems where there is none. And my point is, in a relationship with someone you love, there is no drama because there is not, it's not supposed to, to, to be one if you are in a in a nice relationship with someone that really you really love, you're dedicated to it, and you can communicate with the person that you love. There will be no drama. There will be disagreement. Uh, there will be some annoying stuff, maybe sometimes. Uh, but you will work it out. You will talk it out. I mean, that's mm. that's the point of being in love with someone and trying to build a real strong, solid relationship. So, in that sense, love no it's not supposed to be hard it's supposed to be easy and i, I didn't say smooth but easy yeah. in that way uh, because, because that's also something i think it's important to point out that just because it is easy and it's supposed to be easy doesn't mean it's not hard work yeah absolutely oh yeah but that that, that also goes for a lot of skills like yeah, I quote unquote find blacksmithing easy, but it's still hard work and it's still difficult to learn some new techniques mm-hmm. and approach a whole new project with techniques I have never done before. Mm-hmm. Is it easy because you've already put the hard work into it so that it became easy? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that that's, that's basically it. Uh, and not, not to say that I think I'm very good as a blacksmith. I know... You're not bad. 
Thank you. Uh, I aim to be better than Steve, and so far it feels <laughs> all right. Bim. <laughs> By the way. <laughs> bam, bam. Uh, no, but it's... Um, I, 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 I honestly don't feel like I am a very good blacksmith, but mm -hmm. I know that I know some things really well. Mm -hmm. Those things are limited and marginal and sort of related to the products that I've made a hundreds of yeah. because I have that repetition. Mm -hmm. It was hard at one point, but it's becoming easy. It's the same with everything in life, though. It's the same with, like, when if you start a relationship, you kind of have the experience where not everything is easy, but you have to talk to each other and figure stuff out. So you become a team. So the relationship becomes easier as it goes. I mean, there's also going, there's always going to be challenges, but all of like all in all, w once you know the other person, and once you talk through all the important stuff, you kind of know where you're at with the person. The same goes with the work, like you said. The same for me when I worked in sales, or started working in sales. It's difficult in the beginning; you get thrown into the cold water, but you make it more easy. The same is with friends. Over time, you learn who your friends are and you cut out the ones that are drama the same hopefully with relationships so it becomes easier so this is the whole goal i think life starts out really easy becomes more difficult and at one point you just start yourself <laughs> that you try to make it easier again yeah at that point it's because you're 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 growing old like you reach an age you're 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 like <laughs> I did sound. No, no, I, no. I did I was, sound old. I was talking about yes. my. <laughs> yeah, I kind, of, I kind of had that feeling just now. It was like, oh, that sounded like an old guy speaking. That was not good. No, no, I was talking about me because it, it, it. it when you said it, I was, I was like, yeah, he's right. That's actually exactly it. I'm, I'm at a point in my life mm -hmm. where I, I'm like, yeah, fuck it. I don't want that kind of trouble, drama, difficulties. I, I, I want to make it, it easy for myself. So I really choose the part of my life um, that I, I, I want to be difficult. Um, you were quoting um, NASA, and I believe, Raz, it's because of uh, For All Mankind. Uh, because you are yes, talking, little yeah, bit. and I remember that quote being in the in the show. No, uh, uh, JFK said that in sixty one or sixty two, mm -hmm. uh, sort of be before for all mankind. Yeah, yeah, sure, but it, I, I mean, I remember it be it being in the show, so that that's yes. why I, I connected yes. the dots. Um, uh, that might be the reason why I have this conversation now. I just I don't recall where the inspiration for the topic came from, but that might be very well be it. Yeah. Um, I remember uh, um, a, a different quote in a different TV show. It was actually The West Wing, uh, where the two guys working at the uh, White House are, are talking to a guy in a bar. And the guy says, uh, life is not supposed to be easy. Uh, I like it when it's hard, but mm. it should be a little bit easier. And the struggle for that guy was to pay for um, the college for his daughter. So after, from this point in the show, they start to mm. think about ways to give money to people who want to put their kids in, in college and don't have a lot of money. And I, I really like that quote because um, what he said, I like it when it's hard. It's I, I'm i the same. I like it when it's hard. I like the challenge. I like doing something that hasn't been done. I like something. I like doing something that I don't know anything about because it, it's a, uh, an opportunity for me to learn new stuff uh, and to develop skills. So I like 
and, and I also like having a new experience. So in, in a long, long time when I'm, I die the day I'm laying on my deathbed and I think about my past life, I want to be able to say to myself, fuck, that was, that was, that was beautiful. Mm. I don't want to say it was easy. I want to sure. say it was, it was kind of hard sometimes, but by being hard, sometimes it made my life beautiful because I overcame the challenges and I learned new stuff and I, I was able to just, yeah, not, not like doing nothing and learning nothing and, and just laying on a couch and watching TV. It's, that's, that's not the kind of life I, I want for myself. I want life to be exciting and in order to make it exciting, yeah, you have to, to put yourself in a situation that sometimes uh, is a challenge and, and you have to be up to it and, and try, try to do your best. Uh, reminds me of the doctor. We're all stories in the end. Let's make it a good one. Yeah. I also heard something. I think it was uh, a fellow I met in uh, a biker club. Who said like, well, do you want to show up at the pearly gates with a pristine body, or do you want to go sliding in, burning, kicking and screaming, and saying, "What a ride!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, exactly. But that's it. That's it. That's exactly it. I mean, if you know all those people, I mean, in, in, on the socials, there are a lot of people complaining about, oh, Instagram is not real, and you see the people who are like influencers and they show how beautiful their lives are. I don't fucking care about those guys. I mean, that's I have no interest at all seeing a, a, a rich guy or a rich girl uh, sunbathing on on a boat somewhere in the world. I, I doesn't have any. It doesn't create anything in my brain, like at all. I think that's still showing who they are, in a true sense. But those people who only show up the good side, that only show up things without substance, they are people without substance. People who show up doing fake stuff, they are fake people. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. But we, we all choose to show something that is like the good side of uh, our life or work. I mean, yes, it is curated. It is a, we, Every single one of us show only a selected bit, even those that do show that lowest and the highest. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, if it's not a documentary about us done by someone else, it's always going to be what we control what we show to the outside. Even then, it would be curated by whoever made a documentary because they only can show a certain amount of footage. They only manage to capture a certain amount of footage. Yeah. And so on and so forth. But... Uh, no, I really feel like making a fake Instagram account about like just called Red on a Boat. And take those, like, you take those, like those different people in b bikini shorts, whatever, like laying on the boat, and just Photoshop his head into every single one of them. <laughs> Please do. Oh, I've I've already talked about this guy posting the same photo of Jeff Goldblum on the on his account every single day of the year. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna take <laughs> myself sunbathing on a on a boat and post that p same picture every single day. Uh, let me... Sorry, just to sidetrack completely. Just this is random thoughts. Considering how AI and all of that is going, mm -hmm. when you die, 
would you want someone to create a memorial AI out of you? Like the, the one in, in Black Mirror, like talking and like the living version of me based on my experiences uh, and, no, and no. what I posted uh, online? I, I, let's, let's pretend that we can avoid a Black Mirror scenario. Okay. So what, what do you mean? Just a little something of you are not completely dead. You're self-aware dead. So your kid, for example, could still ask you for advice. You can still pretend to have a conversation with you. That's not my call. He's no, he's not talking to someone who's pretending to be you alive, but someone, an AI based upon all of your experiences, recordings, all of the words you've said that has been captured somewhere. Well, honest, honestly, I think it's not up to me. It's it's up to him. It, when he when he's older and when I'm gone, the technology would probably be there in order to create that stuff. So okay. if he if he thinks that he needs that, uh, I mean, yeah, I'm it, I, I I'm I'm not in a position to tell him don't do that, even if you need it. If if he needs it, yeah, okay, okay. Because because just considering what we're doing here now, not to go too dystopian mm -hmm. but we already have nearly an hour of each no nearly 100 hours of each of us talking yep feed that into an AI if nothing else you can synthesize something that sounds a hell of a lot like us yeah absolutely probably something who can e reiterate the opinions we've stated so my kid's gonna get an AI spitting on French people because they are lazy and 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 burning cars all the time. And if your kid has great humor, he's gonna transfer you into a car. <laughs> oh yes, please! In my car, yeah. In my no, actual like, car, he's gonna like, fix it and put me in it. Yeah. No, but like, uh, I, I think it almost sounds nice though to be able to email or phone up your parents after they passed. And actually have them replying saying, Hey, thank you for sharing. I'm not I'm not opposed to the idea. Really, it, 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 I, would I do it if now I could? Like uh, if if I if I I could phone or write my grandfather, would I do it? I'm not sure. Because um I've healed in a way I, I do my i did my morning and i i, I overcame mm. my grandfather's passing mm -hmm. uh when i was 17 and yeah. now i can I, I i finished that a long time ago but i can think of him in only the good ways now if yeah. i was able to talk to him even even though i would know it's an ai i'm not sure that emotionally i would be i would be uh, ready to face that kind of conversation with him. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, but how about it, not to imagine you dead too much, but your relationship with your son? Yeah. Just consider all of the stories that you haven't told him yet about your life that are maybe not super interesting, but they are more or less fundamental to who you are. Yeah. Now, uh, also just thinking to re my relationship with my dad mm -hmm. he's told us a lot of these stories that he experienced growing up things that he did silly things they did as kids running around the streets of Oslo 
in the 60s. Yeah. When it was very different. But it was, yeah. So I think it would be a tremendous opportunity to have those stories and be able to have those conversations and share those stories on. But as I said, I don't I don't think it would be healthy for this to turn into some kind of uh false soul, some kind mm -hmm. of imagined life in robotic form. I think it is could and should only have be if it comes to that as something that is self-aware of the fact that they are dead. Yeah. But they have these stories. Yeah, so yeah, there's something I, I, I've done a long time ago when my, my child was really, really young. I opened an address, an email address for him. And yeah, I'm you, you mentioned. Yeah, I'm sending emails to him so he can he can have them uh, when he's 18. That's That's the plan. And later on with pictures and stuff. Um, I've always thought, and I never did it actually, uh, to film myself talking to my son so he can have recordings of me talking about who he was when he was a kid because all these memories will be gone when he's an adult. Mm. Not all of them, but I asked him today what was his last memory of Christmas because we were watching a, a Christmas movie because it's July. Last so or first? Uh, the, the last one that he remembered. Okay. So he, And he told me uh, it was the one when he was four and he's nine now. So uh, the, the the one, two, and three years old Christmas are gone in his memory. He has no recollection of them. He has no memory of them. So that's the kind of story that I want to tell him about. That's I want to show him pictures and videos and tell him, oh, you were like this and that's the way you talk. That's what you, your favorite word was this. And and we loved it so much with your mom that we we remembered it and we brought it in 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 a book and it's it's precious memory for us so we want to share that memory with you. So that kind of stuff is something that I really want to I really would like to do like film myself telling him who he was when he was a little child a toddler and who I was when I was his age like like a gift when he was 15 and like, oh I remember when I was 15 I was doing this and I was enjoying that and I did that I did that mistake so please try to avoid it like I hope to be still around when he's when he's an adult but yeah you don't know life shit happens so I, I, I don't know when I will be gone but yeah sure giving him advice by me recording stuff or by me being an AI if he needs it I'm not opposed to the idea although um, I don't I don't really think that's something uh, really um, how to put that um, it can it can entertain the pain of someone uh, gone I think like and, okay say that again the, having this AI of someone that is yeah. missing, is gone, is dead, can entertain the pain that you're feeling about the passing of that person. Uh, not sure I get what you mean with entertain. Like keep that pain like, going? Like keep, keep, keep alive. Yeah, keep... Um, ba basically push, push it, yeah. Or, or make it surface again. Yeah, make it surface again, or oh, just yeah. like you, you never be able to to heal and mourn. And there, there's a very good chance that this kind of thing would either 
help people grieve mm-hmm. tremendously because to some extent they can say goodbye, they can say the things mm-hmm. they couldn't. Exactly. But also they can also use this as a tool to pretend the other person isn't gone mm-hmm. and prolong the grieving process. You were thinking, we were talking about uh, life, is, is life supposed to be easy? There is a lot of parts in life that are not easy and, and grieving yeah. is one of them. Losing someone that you love is one of them. Mm. That's supposed to be fucking hard. Yes. But you, usually you overcome that feeling. You you are stronger than the pain and and the, the, the void that it creates in your life when someone is gone. And I think that's something very difficult to to live through but that's some kind some somehow some kind of necessity to go through that process in order to grow and become stronger and be able to face it again when it happens again because it will happen resilience many many times yeah someone was talking on the uh on the show the other day i was i was uh, um watching um Talking about exactly that, the fact that you have to live through pain in order to get stronger, in order to face the same pain that will inevitably come back to to you in few days, weeks, months, or years, and the the how we are built. This resilience is how we are built and help us um, not only to to just stay alive but be happy again. So, if we go back to the the topic of the the thing, uh, I, I again I like that life is not easy. I like when it is because it's fun and and you can be lazy and you can rest. But I like when it's not easy because. Uh, overcoming that kind of difficulties may be losing someone that you love or or facing a difficult project in your uh, work or whatever help us become stronger and and do better stuff long term Red, let me ask you one thing because you said you like it being hard and you said that earlier too um do you like it when it like life gets hard and you can control it, like you can choose to make it hard. And I'm not meaning like murdering someone <laughs> to do the grieving mm. point, but yeah, yeah. Uh, just the, the regular, like I want to learn a new language, I want to learn something new. Or do you enjoy if it comes unexpected, like something is thrown at you? Yeah, of course. When you when you choose it, um, it's it's still better. It's still easier because you know what you are facing. You know somehow how to navigate mm-hmm. through it and how to reach your, your your goal when it's imposed to you by life yeah it's always uh, harder but also more rewarding that would be my argument mm-hmm. yeah exactly also more rewarding when i was a kid and i was thinking about my adult life i've i remember deciding that i wanted to have as many experiences that i i i I could have in order to make my life interesting to to again go back to what i was saying earlier being on my deathbed and being able to say wow it was a fun ride i did so many different stuff and i'm i'm proud of everything that i've i've done because not because it was like easy to do or just fun, but because I accomplished that because it was difficult. Like quick example and silly one, but I went to Japan 
lived there for 10 years, had a kid over there, came back. I mean, that's not easy thing to do. Like moving, I mean, <laughs> as you know it, moving from one place to another is, is pretty difficult sometimes. But when you do it yeah. from one country to another one on the other side of the planet, uh, it can be very complicated. Plus, you lose your family, your friend, you have a new job, you're in a country with a diff completely different culture and language. You have to adapt, you have to, to create your life over there. Then you stay 10 years, then you have a kid. And and even though my wife did most of the job, um, I had to uh, live that experience in a different country all by myself with my wife, with no friends, no family. And so it's very diff different compared to the same experience that you can have in your own country surrounded by your family and your friends. So in a way, I decided to make it harder myself, but I controlled it. And uh, again, yeah, it was way more rewarding at the end because it's like, yeah, it was hard, but we did it. And uh, it's, I think it's also a good teacher. I was talking to my wife three days ago and, and we are um, facing some difficulties, minor difficulties at the moment, but we were like, we've done way, way more difficult than that. So it will be okay. We know we are, will be okay because we are a team that it's like when you win the, the, the world champion championship 10 times. And then you are you are in a competition of your village, and you are there is two guys like you and another one. I mean, it's not it's not said that you will win it, but it's gonna be a little bit more easier. It will it will probably be easier than the last uh, world championship you were a part of, mm. I guess. So I, that's how I see difficulties. If you have. Uh, uh, if you manage to face and succeed in major difficulties in your life, that's not a tiny little piece of disagreement uh, in a, your week that will kill you. You will deal with it and, and you will be happy to, to yeah, be, be done with it when it's, when it's done. What about you, Raz? You, you asked me, but you didn't say much about this. Um... I th I think life is most interesting when it is hard and it is outside your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. I think it's not like only worth living outside your comfort zone, but that's what living feels like to me. Mm -hmm. Being outside of comfort zone, doing the unusual things, pushing boundaries, trying to see where's the limit, what can I do? Did you find the limit in some aspect of your life? Already? Yeah. Well, to some extent. Like, uh, I never got good at dancing boogie woogie. Mm -hmm. I love it. I would love to be able to do it well, but trying for five years, that's like, no, i not been getting to a point where I feel good and or even are really good at it. Are you still trying, though? Not, not for the last couple of years. Okay, so you decided that boogie woogie is not for you? No, I have decided that I would much rather... I, I With having to prioritize and with having priorities made for me mm -hmm. through the pandemic it's like no there's only classes in west coast swing i currently only really have time to do that to do one day of dancing a week so i'm going to focus on west coast because that allows me to do four hours of dancing in one day yeah instead of only doing an hour class in boogie boogie mm -hmm. so that's also a bit of that priority is what 
where can I have the most amount of fun and being challenged and doing difficult things? And there's still really difficult things in West Coast Swing mm -hmm. that I struggle with every single time. But it's not how to do the dance. It's how to do the dance to the music well. And for the few mus really music nerds out there, I I'm trying to count the beats in the music while I'm dancing and plan ahead so that I can hit the face changes and do something cool when the music does something cool. And when the music goes in an 8-bit and I move, do 6-bit steps for the most part, and you want to count so that these line up, that's really difficult. Uh, is there in dance, a complete noob question, but is there in dance the same approach that we can find in martial arts, like the machine thing, don't think, just yeah. feel it? Yeah. Okay. And and uh, over the last year, I've noticed I've gotten into the zone more and more often mm -hmm. and been able to realize, not on a conscious level, but subconsciously realize, oh, if I do this series of turns and moves now we will most likely hit something that's happening in the music i have no idea what and it's not a conscious thing of saying this is six beats ahead it's eight beats ahead whatever it's just a matter of something is happening i mm -hmm. think if i do this it will line up but it's happening more and more often that i'm able to see that it shows progress it does but it also like i i've no innate musical talents at all. I When I started dancing, I didn't hear the beat and the music. I had to learn how to hear the beat and the music and keep step with the music. Yeah. But that again is a skill that you, you learn over the years. So yeah, is practice. dancing and so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, it's not like... And that's, I guess that's also sort of a sidestep to all of this. Like, I don't think life is a sprint. It's a marathon. Yeah. It's... At least in my mind, if I want to be good at this thing and I want to be better next week than I was last week, mm -hmm. only thing I need to do is something this week to be better. It can be five minutes, it can be three hours, it can be four hours, but it's something. And as long as I can keep doing something as often as possible, no matter mm -hmm. how small that step is, yeah, I will get better. And then suddenly, because you still mock me and say I'm really young. Yes, I am compared to you guys. Yeah. And I and I can afford to spend 30 years and then realize, oh, fuck, I am good at this now. The, that's something that I said to my to my mother-in-law the other day when we were celebrating our birthday and she was like a little bit sad because she was getting old. And I said, but it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Getting old is a good thing. As you said, it's it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Life is not a sprint. It's a marathon. And the, the one that arrives last wins somehow yeah ironically enough if you're if you're dead by the time you're 15 uh it, you kind of lost i mean yeah to some extent but i mean uh, to counterpoint 27 club yeah but that's yeah i'm, I'm i much rather be in the 97 club <laughs> <laughs> yeah me too i mean like this, bit, yes. this kind of uh admiration for drug addict that were making shitty music and died by the, <laughs> the time they were 7, 27. Like, why? I mean, why? I, I, I have no respect or admiration for those people. Like, 
oh i'm feeling so bad i'm rich i'm famous i'm making music and absolutely uh, they are like a walking incarnation of a train crash yeah yeah okay yeah yes by all means but they also did a hell of a lot of living in those 27 years they had if they had lived for 70 70 years they would have done a lot more like look at the rolling stones Oh yeah, uh, but are, come on, they are, they are held together by old habits and stubbornness yeah, yeah, at this point. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> you know how every rule has the exception. I mean, it's like this is basically Darwin being proven wrong. <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. Rolling Stones, Ozzy Osbourne, uh, Judas Priest—all of them are getting old and still rocking it. ACDC and a lot of, of others. Like uh, I've, I've seen a video of the the Gun and Roses. Just just the Gun and Gun and Roses. That I'll Guns doing- and Roses. Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I would have, when I was younger, I would have bet that they would all die from drugs, alcohol, or or, yeah. or car crash or whatever. They're still here. They are. They are well, the voice of the guy is kind of destroyed yeah. now. Yeah. The slash is still rocking, and he's he's doing great. So I don't have any kind of admiration for these young. Uh, the, the 27 Club is like an apology to burn through life very quickly and and I I don't have this like the day Kurt Cobain died I was not sad I, I was not particularly uh, particularly a fan of, of his music he done great stuff and they all did great stuff artistically nothing to say but like oh he's dead yeah so what a lot of Thousands and thousands of people are dying in hospitals or on the road or in uh, at war every single fucking day. Why would I care for someone that was rich, famous, had everything to to him or her, and and decided to kill himself because he was unhappy? I don't, I, I don't get it. I, 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 because they were broken human beings coming from a he, terrible the, background. A lot of people are. A lot of people yeah. are. I know personally a dozens of people who are broken and and really broken by life or people in life and, and there's they are, also people who come from the quote-unquote perfect home caring family and still turned out miserable yeah also that but they don't kill themselves like uh, I'm, I'm i'm gonna make a song and, and shoot myself in the face okay do that but i i lose respect for you when you lose your fight if you uh, give up the fight not the point though uh sort of the people who survived the the cocaine rush of the 80s yeah and all of that i mean th- uh, that still exists today they are just quote-unquote lucky ones there's a hell of a lot of other people who were in the same scene doing the same kind of things absolutely yeah they might have been equally as big but they just died earlier because they were unlucky to some extent. Yeah, that is the luck thing. But there is, it's mainly what we were saying about I like when life is hard and I like struggling in a certain extent. Like if you give up on life, I mean, it, it makes no sense. You have the oh, right to quit. I've, I've, and there's there's also good healthy struggles and unhealthy ones. Yeah, 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 sure. I mean, struggling to get on top of a mountain can be really healthy. Absolutely. Uh, if that means that you've tried to get to the top of Mount Everest and freeze to death, that's unhealthy. 
I mean, it depends how you decide to climb the thing. If you go in the khaki short with uh, uh, flip flops and with absolutely no equipment, food or or assistance, yeah. you're just a dickhead, and and yeah. somehow it's natural selection, and and you're you're doomed to die over there. Yeah. If it's a challenge for you because you want to to get on top of the world, yeah, kudos to you. That's great. I go for it. I would. That's something I would not do, but go but for that's, it. That's. I mean, that's. Um... I think that also needs to be seen through the lens of who the person is and what their struggle is. Yeah, sure. If it's some, if it's just someone who was like a couple of hundred kilos overweight, mm-hmm. then just going to the top of the nearest hill is a massive struggle, and and it's a big win. And I applaud, obviously. Yeah, of course. And that can be that that is their Mount Everest. That is their greatest achievement in life to get on top of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, but it should also be said by those people, like not someone else. This is why it says like life is supposed to be easy. I think a lot of the stuff that makes it hard today is that um, life is valued by. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but it's basically that you're trying to fit into a picture that other people, how other people perceive you. To be a square peg trying to fit into a round hole? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So I think life can be a lot of, um, a lot easier for a lot of people if they would find their own happiness in what they're doing and their own goals instead of looking at others for guidance what they should do. Uh, yeah, trying to live someone else's life is a recipe for unhappiness. Yes. If you are able to choose the challenges and choose what is supposed to be hard in your life, then it is easier to be happy and struggling at the same time. I mean, yeah, trying to be self-employed and making a living being a blacksmith is not easy. But I'm having a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, mostly because I can choose this for myself. I can choose to quit and get a normal job, quote-unquote. That's a normal. Being a blacksmith is a normal job. It's about to be. And you love to struggle. I mean, you play you play Elden Ring. I mean, you, that's, that's basically masochism, like at its finest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm glad you said that, Jan, because that's something we we didn't mention during the podcast, and I don't know when we are. Uh, yeah, it's been an hour or so. But something very important to say is that we we are allowed to take breaks from yeah. this struggle, from this harshness of life that we have chosen for ourselves i mean life can be difficult sure but life can be super easy and super fun and we are allowed to take a break have a day off play video games go to the beach enjoy some good movies and music and do nothing on my days off i relax and play elden ring yeah and as you're allowed (laughs) to do as you should do if it's if it's your jam no problem with that i mean it's it's not because we have chosen and i say we because i i believe we we kind of think alike in in that matter but uh, it's not because we have chosen like difficulty or, or somehow uh challenges in our lives that we are not allowed to just like say, ah, fuck it, today I'm, I'm just taking the day off. Yeah, why not? Mm. I mean, it's not being lazy. It's not being um, choosing an easy life to do so. You can just take a break because if you don't, you will break. Uh, and, and and after that, game game is over. So, yeah. But one day we'll, we'll talk about this 
27 club more in details because I, I <laughs> yeah I, I see there, there's a oh, lot yeah, of no. hatred like coming up behind your eyes <laughs> no, no no it's not it's not hatred not at all but I Loathing. don't I don't like the fact that some people are are praising them as uh, examples to follow uh, no I I think uh, pop culture have turned the 27 club into a collection of martyrs for pop culture people who quote unquote died for the craft because they were so great they didn't die for the craft no no but that's what pop culture is telling us yeah about that's them. the problem yeah. they didn't die for the yeah, craft no, th- and there's there's nothing honorable in dying yeah first of all yeah then <laughs> they didn't die for the craft no they, they, were, they, they died, died because they were broken human beings yeah for the most part or just superbly unlucky unlucky broken human being caught in a system that were exploding them but there is nothing to be envious about like all those people i've seen when i was in high school those people i've seen those guys in my classroom they were my classmates being in absolute awe towards those people jim morrison and kurt cobain and i was like i want to be like him no you don't you absolutely don't want to be like them because no, no, what, what they mean is I want my life with all the good things I envy about this person yeah probably but it's so stupid to say oh I envy them I admire them no yeah. you you admire their work as singers as actors as pop star as whatever they are creators or whatever but they were as you said broken and struggling and suffering so there is they, those people should have been helped and not exploited by the industry they were in. So putting those figures in public and saying like, look, they are great. Make your life as they did. Fuck you. No, don't, Mm. don't. You will die. So don't do it. Definitely nothing to focus on. Not like other stuff we had this week. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, okay. If if I may just uh, round off a little bit though and say, I also know people who who is living a hard life not of their choice and their struggle is just getting up in the morning and getting out and do something that quote unquote is considered normal adulting i've been there i and i yeah. agree yeah sometimes it's just the hardest stuff to i did i send you the the the, the thing on tiktok uh raz it, the, the guy starts the poem saying the hardest thing that I did today was taking a shower, and it's a like ten yeah, minutes, so. yeah. ten minutes poem, like monologue about depression, about struggling in, in life. It's weeks beautiful. Ago. Yeah, weeks ago I sent yes. you that. Yeah, and it's absolutely beautiful, and I encourage everyone to search for that stuff on TikTok because that's a good way to understand what depression is and and the struggle uh, but, but how, is. how about if you try to actually find a link because searching yes, on please. tiktok is a bitch yeah if if you can find it back and put it in the link that's yeah, that's, that's one great. way to send people down a rabbit hole <laughs> yeah that too yeah just watch this one video on tiktok mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> preferably uh, late at many night. hours yeah. later <laughs> <laughs> yes uh yeah no i just want to point that out that uh some it's it's I like to struggle when I can choose to struggle, but a lot of people can't choose the struggle they have. And sometimes that struggle is the what seems like the most basic and fundamental things of staying alive as a human being. Yeah. If you're there, just a quick word, Raz, sorry, 
Uh, but mm. if you are at that point in your life, ask for help, talk mm. to someone, yeah. go see a doctor or specialist, call a friend, don't give up. It's, it's, you lose the game if you give up and, and if you want to see life as a game, but see it as a game. You lose if you give up, don't give up. Struggling as soon as you wake up is something that I know, I've known, it's gone now, but I know how difficult it is. I know that what mm. saved me was talking to someone, that someone being my wife, uh, for one. But if you don't do it, um, it's going to be harder. So talk to someone, get some help. There is no shame in being struggling with life. No shame at all. So get help yeah. and, and it will end. I can promise you that. This too shall pass. Exactly. <laughs> and that's something else to focus on. Yeah. Absolutely. Can yep, I start? Yep. No, no, Jan, go for it. Jan's been quiet. <laughs> yeah. Michael Alm. I make it short. Michael oh. Alm, he's renovating an old house at the moment. He's doing it himself. Love the energy of that guy. Like, he's not that overly enthusiastic guy, but he's just, I don't know, it's like heartfelt, really enjoyable to watch. Um, yeah, good content, good watch. He's like, especially, I mean, you can watch all of his stuff. He, I think he's best known for his like pat pattern plywood. But uh, right now he's... Yeah, I, th yeah, I think that's his stage. Yeah, but right now he's renovating an old house from like 1910, 1920s over in the US. So uh, really enjoyable to watch the kind of renovation, see how that, yeah, how he changes stuff, how he's, how the new house is growing. Yeah, no, he's, he's a good guy. Cool. Nice. Red? Can I go? Yeah, okay. Um, I finally, after many months or years, I don't remember when it went out, but I wanted to see that movie so bad uh, and I didn't have the chance to go see it in a cinema and I finally managed to see it this week. And it's The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yes. And it's a freaking brilliant movie. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, it's funny, uh, for one. It's um, <clears throat> very... Uh, I, I mean, I don't want to talk too much about it, but I really yes, enjoyed it. There is no, a, no, 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 really. I don't want to spoil <laughs> anyone. Um, uh, it, it's If you like Nicolas Cage, you will enjoy it. If you don't like Nicolas Cage, but you like cinema and you have kind of a, a, a basic knowledge about what is cinema, you will love that movie. Uh, it's brilliant. It's funny. It's well played. It's well done. Um, I really enjoyed it, and was I was not disappointed after these many months of waiting for it. So yeah, the unbearable weight of massive talent. I think it's a great movie. So if you have any I, chance to watch it, do it. It feels like the most Nicolas Cage, Nicolas Cage has ever Nicolas Caged. <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly the point of the movie. So yeah, <laughs> watch it if you have a chance. You will understand. It's, it's yeah. brilliant. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll get it on the list and watch it soon. And uh, my little focus, thank you for asking, is... What's your focus, Raz? Thank you for asking. Uh, so what's your focus, Unsurprisingly, Stian Serhus. Uh, yeah. 
very good friend of mine for going back years and years and years way too long i'm sure he'll say uh not well, only for help not stop. only for helping 14 years stop shut up <laughs> all of his life uh, not only for helping me <laughs> oh you can't oh, we were too kind to you at the beginning of the show so we have to to redeem ourselves at the end I, I, yeah, I guess the level of cuntness is on on par with the other episodes at this point. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, not only for helping me with the move uh, on Tuesday, and bearing with hauling around m- most of my shit, mm-hmm. even though we had a crane and it went way smoother than both of us feared. Uh, it, I, it's still a lot of work. It was still eight, eight hour, no, eleven hours of manhandling things. Yeah, you did but, well. Also, because he was my treasure trade, and I got a small six-pack beer caddy thing. No, hold on, I can I got it here. So, where can people find us? <laughs> <laughs> I got oh this. wow! Oh, it's oh, nice. That really That's nice. really cool. Yeah. Oh. So, uh, also. Uh, this is also me giving an appropriate amount of shit for being probably the last one to, to hand over the treasure <laughs> trade. <laughs> That's really uh, cool. Like the but it was well worth the wait and it looks absolutely gorgeous. Does he sell them? Uh, not yet, but you can find him on Instagram at the... Um, I need to double check because I just found it. Talk about best friends. Uh, Steancertus.steancertus.cc. There will be a link, but yeah. He is a really good carpenter. Yeah. And he is, as you can tell, uh, approaching some fine woodworking levels Absolutely. and yeah. cabinet making skills. And a great guy. Yeah. And he is. But I also love giving him shit the few times he can because he's way too good most of the time. As you should. Any last little tiddly bits? Uh, no. No. Oh, um, no. Okay. maybe one thing. Make a mm-hmm. coming up. I mean, I'm not going, but yes. it is coming up. So worth mentioning. <laughs> I'm going. Yeah, <laughs> Can we stop talking about makeup meetups where I'm not going, please? Well, you could change that, Red. No. You could go to them. Nah, not that one. Yeah. Okay. Not not this. One. I'm I'm saving up for next year Maker Central though. But. Yeah. Uh. Yes, you should, and I really hope to see you there. Me too. Uh. But yes, I am going to make it for Hanover as well. Lucky you. And then I'm going. When is to... it? When is it? If you're going, you uh, know the dates. August. Mid of August. August. That soon. Eighteenth. Nineteenth. Okay. Something Damn. like it. Let me double check my calendar. This is the most excellent of audio content I know. Uh, yeah, no, uh, yeah, it's the weekend of 18 to 20. So the fair itself is Saturday 19th and Sunday 20th in Hanover, Germany. Cool. And I'll be there. And then I'll be uh, uh, in the US for Maker Camp the month after. Nah, uh, shut up. Where people can find us. <laughs> Uh, if they want to pay us to hear more of me being insulted and interrupted, they can do that at two thirds focused. No, at patreon.com slash two thirds focused. That's the right one. And you can find us collectively at two thirds focused on any of the social places. And you can find me at Rasmus Lewin and Lewinsmeer.no, including sneak peeks of the new workshop. Nice. And you can find me at the Red Smith or Red Smith uh, at 
theredsmiths.com and everywhere on the internet. And you can find me at Nerd Inventor or on Jan underline Maxwell on the socials. Nice. Wonderful. Yes. Thank you for listening. Thank Have you. a good week. Yep. Bye. Bye-bye.